Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Mitchek with the swing and the kill. Point Goodland. Match Goodland. To the pros. Oh my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk-off winner! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen! Jones, the running back. He's got it, trying to go up the middle. He's got it. Touchdown, New Orleans. His second rushing touchdown of the night. Tony Jones gets the call, and the Saints now lead 19-9. Jones got it. Looks right. Throws right. Thielen's got it. Dives towards the right pylon. Touchdown, Panthers. There's the shotgun snap. Three-step drop throws. The ball deflected in on the ricochet. It is intercepted. Picked off by Highsmith down the sideline. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! A pick six for the Steelers on the first play of the game. That's the snap. Four-man rush. Second down nine from behind. Ball knocked away. Highsmith is picked up by Watt from the 15 to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown! Touchdown! Pittsburgh touchdown! Watt! On the fumble by Watson. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. And it's lined into left field. That's going to be down. The Royals will take the lead. And Waters ends up at second base with his second double of the game. Pitch to him. And it's hit deep to left field. This has a chance. It's way back there. It's gone. The Rockies are working themselves back in this ballgame. That's a three-run shot for Brenton Doyle, his ninth this year. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock AM 730, Fox Sports, Tri-State, NWKSRadio.net, and the Rocking M app. So many ways to catch us. Thank you for listening. If you're joining us later on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in as well, wherever you get your podcast. It's Tuesday, September 19th. It's a nice cool start to the morning of 62 degrees on our way to a high in the mid 80s to upper 80s today. Temperature is going to stay in this kind of range for the next few days, it looks like, until maybe the weekend. Might get a bit of a cool down uh, when we get to the weekend, but some warmer temperatures, at least in comparison to last weekend. But so glad you're here. Would love to hear from you throughout the show. You can use our text line, the number 785 899 2-2, the number part of the program today, where we will be visiting with Chris Walden. He will be our guest today. Uh, Shiland head football coach coming off a massive win uh, down at Ashland this past Friday. We'll be visiting with him about his Cougar football team off to a 3-0 start. Uh, and so like I said, probably uh, I just want to talk more about that game and how they came away with such a dominant win uh, down there at Ashland. We'll get to my NFL Week 2 thoughts. Came up a little bit later on in the program as well. Just a few thoughts had uh, after Week 2 wrapped up last night with Monday Night Football where uh, you had some dominating performances. Uh, I, I, neither game was really that great. Um, I mean, I the, the Saints-Panthers game was not great. I mean, they, it was a three-point game. Panthers got a late score to make it more interesting, but it wasn't an awesome, awesome game. Uh, and the Browns, Steelers, if you had the Steelers defense in fantasy, it was a great night for you. 
I mean, the Steelers' defense was amazing last night. An intercept, a pick six on the very first play of the game from scrimmage. And then, to cap it, they were down, and this is probably the most exciting part, they were down uh, trailing by a couple points in the fourth quarter, and they get a strip strip sack of Deshaun Watson. T.J. Watt, who now leads the Steelers franchise in all-time sacks, scoops it up and takes it to the house to give the Steelers a 26-22 win. And boy, the Steelers continue to be an amazing Monday Night Football team. I'm sure some people who watched the game last night saw them. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, uh, you've enjoyed Monday Night Football because they've had a lot of success. I think that was their 21st consecutive or 20, maybe not consecutive, 21st win on Monday Night Football. I mean, when they're on Monday Night Football, you got to feel pretty good about their chances picking up a win. But uh, yeah, like I said, an intriguing game. In the middle, it was kind of ucky, uh, I thought, between the Browns and the Steelers. Didn't see a lot of offensive fireworks, but defensive fireworks, you saw plenty of that. Two really good defenses going at it in Cleveland and Pittsburgh last night on Monday Night Football. Also, a a terribly gruesome injury to running back Nick Chubb, who I they haven't announced it officially, but he's got to be done for the year. Um, that injury to his left knee, hurtling over a... I think it was a defender, might have been an offensive lineman, but hurtling over a player and then getting hit as he was landing on that leg, and oh, that was bad. Feel bad for Nick Chubb, and uh, it's it's kind of been that kind of year. We'll get to more on that coming up later on in the show about how it's been a tough already first two weeks for some really big time players in the NFL. We'll get to that coming up in my week two NFL thoughts, but yeah, that was that was tough to watch, but. That's it. It's putting the definitely puts Cleveland behind the eight ball. I know Jerome Ford had a good game, 16 carries, 106 yards in his absence. They're gonna hope that hope that that continues to be the way for Ford because the Browns love to run the football with their running backs and their top guy, probably their best player in that entire offensive side of the ball. Nick Chubb is more than likely done with the year. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Shocked if he wasn't. But uh, Steelers, Browns, Saints. And Panthers last night on the doubleheader Monday football. And I think they're doing doubleheader Monday night football again next week. Is that right? Is that what I'm, I'm going to double check that? I'll make sure that I'm right on that schedule. I think I saw they're going to do a doubleheader again next week on Monday night football. They are. They got Philadelphia at Tampa and the or sorry in Los Angeles the Rams at the Bengals. Why? Why are we doing this doubleheader Monday night football? It's finally going to clear up here in October. But why are we doing doubleheaders on Monday night? That's supposed to be a prime game. Why are we putting two games on? I, I don't get that, but nonetheless, whatever. Like I said, Steelers win 26-22. Panthers, or sorry, Saints beat the Panthers 20-17 on Monday Night Football last night. Uh, let's get this show rolling here with some local sports. Yesterday, the Colby Golf Invite, or Colby Lady Colby Eagle Invitational there at uh, Meadow Lake Golf Course took place, and the Lady Eagles defending their home course. Led by Anna Starbuck, who shot a one under seventy-five uh, to pace the Lady Eagles. Uh, and then Colby finishing with a four ten score, a little bit more tightly contested this time. Goodland finishing in second with four thirty-six. Hugetson with four thirty-nine in the top three. So a little bit closer race in the team standings. Colby uh, also didn't have one of their top golfers. Natalie Wodurski was not able to golf yesterday. I don't know if she's under the weather or what, but she did not play. Uh, but still, Anna Starbuck and Logan Nolan set the pace with both being in the top four finishes. Uh, Nolan, by the way, finishing in fourth place with a 92. 
Goodland's top golfer was Tory Jones, shot a 94 to finish in fifth place. Ali Cure shot a 105 to finish in eighth place yesterday at the Colby Eagle Invitational. How about Amelia Bowles of Rollins County? Uh, had a 84 finishing in second place. Two strokes better than Danica Amrin or Amrine from Hugoton, who shot an 86. Usually you see about the same girls at the top week in, week out. Usually it's Starbuck, Bowles, and, and Amrin. Uh, those two, those three girls there, Logan Nolan, usually near the top as well. So those uh, those four ladies continue to do that at the Colby Golf Invitational yesterday. Once again, Colby winning again. I think besides the first tournament of the year, they've won everything since. I think they lost the first one. I think they lost maybe down at Hugoton. Didn't finish in first place at least. Uh, and I might be wrong on that, but I think every every other tournament they have finished in first place. And Goodland, for the most part, has finished in second place behind Colby uh, most times out. Once again, Colby's got a... A very veteran uh, lineup, a lot of upperclassmen, whereas uh, you know Goodland has got a lot of underclassmen at this point in time. Their top two golfers are just sophomores, so uh, plenty of good things coming for both those teams as we continue through this uh, girls' golf season. Uh, plenty of high school volleyball on tap for tonight. A big night of triangulars. Oakley going to Smith Center for a triangular with Stockton. Hoxie will be at the Plainville triangular with TMP. Uh, Hoxie, once again, probably the best record in our area with double-digit wins at this point in time. Uh, Decatur Community has a triangular with Shylin and Logan Palco. Tri-Plains Brewster will host a triangular in Winona with Western Plains Healy and Wheatland Grinnell. Wheatland Grinnell also having a really good season. Weskin going to Heartland Christian for a triangular with Northern Valley. Quinter has a triangular with St. Francis and Golden Plains. Rollins County will host a triangular with Wallace County and Hitchcock County, Nebraska. That's your volleyball slate tonight. And then this afternoon, Colby Girls Tennis is down at McPherson uh, for some tennis action today. So there's your local sports calendar uh, for this Tuesday. Uh, Probably the biggest news yesterday, at least in our neck of the woods, I want to say locally but regionally, was the news that Patrick Mahomes gets more money. Uh, It's it's amazing to read uh, the amount of money that is going to NFL quarterbacks, not surprising. I mean, NFL, a quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. Uh, there's no doubt about it. If you have a good one, you can have really good success. If you don't have a good one, even if the rest of your team is good, you can still really struggle. And the Chiefs continue to show Patrick Mahomes that they love him and they want him to be a Chief for his entire career. They restructured his deal, which he was on currently a 10-year, $450 million contract. But they have restructured it now, giving him $210.6 million between the years of 2023 and 2026. I mean, Patrick just bought a, or built a brand-new house there in Kansas City, and he probably needs extra money to pay that off. I doubt it. Uh, but that, by the way, the $210.6 million over this four-year span— uh, is the most money in NFL history over that span, uh, and all. And by the way, his competition or his compensation for those four years it's guaranteed. So a two hundred and ten point six million dollars guaranteed over a four-year span. And so for you math magicians out there, that's just over fifty, almost fifty-three million dollars per year that Patrick Mahomes will be bringing in. Uh, due to this new contract. And really, it all stems from the fact that several quarterbacks have passed Mahomes an average annual pay. That includes Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. 
Um, now, they may not have the $450 million deal, but once again, it comes down to pay per year. And those four guys had surpassed Mahomes. And Mahomes is, a, I, I would just, I would be curious what Mahomes, oh, what am I thinking here? I'm curious if, if I, I, Mahomes seems smart enough and his agent seems smart enough, uh, Chris Cabot, that they, they would just say, you know what, we're going to wait and see what happens with Lamar and Jalen and Justin and Joe and see what they get, and then we're going to go back to the Chiefs. We're going to get your deal restructured. I wonder if that's what they were – I'm guessing that's what they were thinking the whole time. I wonder if Patrick Mahomes even thinks about it. I mean, he's got more money than almost God. I mean, he's got so much money. I mean, when you get to a certain amount of money, what do you do with it? But I guess you're setting up your family for you know financial stability for, for years and years to come. But Patrick Mahomes has the argument that, hey, look, I have proven to be the best quarterback in the league. I have gotten not one, but multiple Super Bowls now for you. We're going to try and get you another one hopefully in the next couple of years. Hopefully this year, if it was Patrick Mahomes' brothers, because he wants, he'd love to go back to back. But Patrick Mahomes making now $210.6 million over the next four years. Once again, that's just over $52 million per year that he will be making uh, now for the next four years. It's an it's unbelievable amount of money. An unbelievable amount of money. But once again, Mahomes has proved that that he is worth it. And, um, you know, with the flurry of new contracts left, Mahomes... Eighth plat, or he was the eighth highest play. Or sorry, he's the eighth highest paid player at his position before this new agreement, and so now he will be number one. I mean, once again, NFL MVP twice, two Super Bowl rings, MVP in both Super Bowls in just his first six seasons. And here's, here's this is my biggest question though. This this deal gets done and Mahomes gets his money, and that's great, good for him. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm all about you making as much money as you want to make. But my thing would be, how much money is left for everybody else? And I, I, once again, I don't know the, how this affects the salary cap. I'm not a cap master or anything like that. I barely follow it, if at all. But I would be intrigued to, to, to ask, how is this going to impact things going forward? I mean, Mahomes gets his bag. Chris Jones wanted his money. He really didn't get it. He got a restructured deal. Um, that that paid him handsomely this year, but more than likely they're going to lose Chris Jones. I mean, if you're Chris Jones, are you mad that you didn't get money? Patrick Mahomes gets paid, but you didn't get paid the way that you hoped to get paid. So I, once again, I, I'm I'm not I don't know if there's jealousy in the locker room right now or not. I have no idea, but I'd be intrigued. I mean, and you also have to think about, you, know, you keep paying Mahomes all this great money, which, don't get me wrong, he deserves it. But at some point in time, you know, we've seen this wide receiver core, and it's, I get it to an extent, young. But are, you know, are you going to spend any money in helping him get weapons around him? I go back to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got paid a lot of money to, pay for the Green, to play for the Green Bay Packers. He didn't have a lot of the best weapons around him. Now, he made him look good. I'm assuming Mahomes is going to do the best he can make his guys look good. But at some point in time, you know, when you don't have the best guys to throw to or hand the ball off to, that makes it really difficult on you as a quarterback to be successful. And there's a lot of pressure on you to win. And you, you can sit there and say, well, I just don't have the weapons around me to help me out. I don't have the, help, the pieces around me to help me out. Well, 
when you're gobbling up $52 million a year, are you going to be able to get some of the other pieces around you that you need? I mean, they still have Kelsey. That's great. But, man, that wide receiving core around him has been questionable through the first couple of weeks at this point in time. Uh, texter Jared chiming in on our text line, 785-899-2222. People wonder why the Patriots and Tom Brady dominated and had the dynasty they had. Tom spread that money out. He wasn't taking up a large percentage of the payroll. That's my point exactly. And I, once again, I don't, I don't even know what the salary, I'd have to look up what the salary cap is in the NFL right now. I don't know what it is. But when you have a quarterback that gobbles up $52 million of it, I mean, that's a, that's a good percentage. So you better hope that you're hitting. And that, that, that's, the, that's why everyone talks about how you know when you get a quarterback on a rookie deal for the first four years, it's so big because you can spend, and if he's any good in his first four years, you can then spend that money on other pieces around him to help him and make him feel even better. You can get a big-time running back. You can buy big-time offensive linemen. You can buy... Uh, tight ends or wide weather weapons around him. So once again, I I have no problem with Patrick Mahomes getting his money. He is definitely deserving of it. But I just wonder how much is this going to impact the Chiefs going forward because they probably won't be able to spend the money on big time weapons. They better hope they hit in the draft. And Brett Veach has proven to be very good in the draft, so I don't want to say that he hasn't. But you better hope that you continue to be very good in your draft and and you hit on. Weapons, whether that's running backs, wide receivers, linemen to protect him. Uh, they, they've spent money, you know, on Jawan Tate, other guys, Donovan Smith over the years to bring in and, and help protect him. And and they probably will continue to do that. But, you know, you're, you're the, the wide receiver running back spots, which we know are, at least the running back spot is nowhere near valued as it used to be. Better hope that you can find pieces that can contribute and, and, and help your quarterback win. So that's that's a big, big... To me, this is an interesting storyline for that reason. I was not surprised to get... I mean, once again, I'm not sitting here saying I'm shocked that Mahomes gets money. He's probably deserving. Does he deserve to have the, 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 the be the highest paid player in the NFL? Yes, he does. His, his stuff shows it. But if I'm Patrick Mahomes... And I'm making $52 million a year. If Can I make $40 million a year and get some money to spend some other places and help my team out? That'd be my question. I'd be intrigued to follow on more. On the text line, Jared continues with uh, Denver and Russell Wilson deal. No money for the rest of the team. Explains their issues. Could. Could. So that's very, that is a very intriguing piece to me. Could Patrick Mahomes say, look, I, I love this. I, I, I'm glad I got all this money. I know it's coming to me. But I want to. if I want to win, I need to have money. To We need to have money to put towards playmakers. But maybe they think they can get it. The Chiefs think they can get it done through the draft and everything else. That would be my – I'm intrigued to see how this pans out over the next couple of years when Mahomes is gobbling up that much percentage of the salary cap when they could be spending on other pieces. We'll find out more this year and in the years to come. Very interesting. But once again, Patrick Holmes, new contract, guarantees that he will make $210.6 million. That is $52.6 million guaranteed over the next four years with a new contract uh, restructuring that happened yesterday and was announced. All right, uh, 728 Mountain Time, 828 Central Time here on a Tuesday. Glad you're with us. 
Cloudy and overcast skies here on this Tuesday morning. We'll take a break, come back, talk a little high school football with a good friend of the program. Chris Walden's going to join us next and talk Shiloh Cougar football after their big win.